When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's some of my early thoughts ahead of the Game Week 17 deadline. So we're going to talk about some key players that are either suspended for Game Week 17 or possibly doubt, as well as a very popular defender that only costs 4.3 million. And I'll go through some of my notes from the weekend. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Let's jump into it. So let's start with the big news from the weekend, and that is that Erling Haaland wasn't in the squad for Man City against Luton and is now a doubt for game week 17 against Crystal Palace as well. Now, there are a few quotes going around from Pep Guardiola, but some of them have been slightly misquoted. Even on the official Man City website, I'm not convinced what he said is the same as what they've written. So I went back and listened to the press conference. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and he did stress a lot of times it's not a fracture it's not a broken foot it's just a stress fracture but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be available soon it's not something that you want to make worse he basically said they're going to assess it day by day week by week that's what he kept saying a few times um he also said when he was asked about it it's not ready today so that means he wasn't ready for luton i don't think so in crystal palace so he doesn't think he's going to be available for game week 17 either hopefully can be ready in Saudi Arabia. So that's for the Club World Cup. That's why Man City are blanking in game week 18. So hopefully be ready after Crystal Palace doesn't give me too much confidence that he's going to be ready for game week 17. And right now, if I had to guess, I'd say he's going to miss that game. Doesn't mean it's a guarantee. Things could change, but that's how I'm feeling about it at the moment. Um, later on, he was asked about Haaland again. As you might imagine, it's a huge talking point now for Man City. And it's going to get asked a lot in any other press conferences he's got um he said maybe crystal palace is ready i don't know i don't think so but maybe so again he's saying he doesn't think he's going to be available for game week 17 but maybe uh, so we will see we will see um we're gonna get we're gonna hear from pep two more times before the deadline because man city have got a champions league game on wednesday which i don't think Haaland would have played in anyway and then they got crystal palace at home on saturday so we'll hear from him twice whether or not he'll give us any definitive news, possibly not. He's already saying we need to assess him every single day. Um, he also said that after Aston Villa, he could barely walk. And then he got better, you know, before the Luton game. But obviously, it was still bad enough that they didn't want to play him in that game. Um, and I think even if they wanted to rest him, they could have just had him on the bench, right? Ready to be used if needed. And that wasn't the case. He was completely out of the squad. So there's definitely something here. It's just about whether or not it definitely keeps him out of game week 17 now the obvious thing to say first of all if he's fine for game week 17 then of course you keep him right you already knew that he was blanking in 18 you got crystal palace at home in 17 and after the blank it's everton away sheffield united at home newcastle away burnley at home if he's fit you want him for those fixtures so if he's fine for 17 then you keep him if he's out i think that gives people a decision to make right and one of those decisions is absolutely you just hold on to him and hope that he's back for game week 19. But one of the options is also just to sell him. And I think that is what I would do if we knew for sure that he was out for game week 17. Because you've got a blank in 17 then and one in 18. And in 19, right, 
I would definitely prefer to have him than not. But I think whether he's fit or not, I will captain Salah that week. So potentially I could put that decision off until game week 20. And if I've left myself stuck to get him in one move, or Salah goes to African Cup of Nations after game week 20 and has Newcastle at home that week. So as much as I wouldn't want to sell Salah if I needed to, to get Haaland in for captaincy against Sheffield United at home, that is what I would do. And obviously, if he's out for 17, there's no guarantee he would be back for 19 either. Obviously, we would see by how many minutes he plays in the Club World Cup. But let's just say he misses Crystal Palace and then doesn't play, you know, over in Saudi Arabia. Maybe then he's also a doubt for game week 19. So I would probably sell him, but it really is going to depend on your team setup, like how much strength you got on your bench to cover this, and obviously how many transfers and stuff you got as well. I've only got one free transfer this week, but I also have Archer on the bench who's no good really like if i had to play him i would but i don't really want to unless i absolutely need to uh cash lost his place and charlie taylor is suspended so i'm almost forced into a transfer and i could change one of my bench players and then just bench harland and play four five one or something like that but i think there's probably more upside in getting a new forward in and i would look at um watkins or Solanke. i won't go into too much detail about which one to pick right now we can talk about that um later on in the week when we got more information but I think I would probably lean towards selling and then definitely getting him back. And even if other stuff cropped up like injuries and suspension, it doesn't matter. Right? I would want him for Sheffield United at home if he's fit. So that's kind of where I stand right now. If he's fine, obviously you keep. If he's definitely out, I will probably sell. But that isn't a move that everyone necessarily needs to make. The other thing to discuss is what if we don't know, right? What if we don't know if he's fine? I guess that really comes down to your risk appetite. Again, if you've got a good squad, and you don't know he's definitely missing, I would probably hold. But if we hear from Pep and he keeps saying, I don't think he's going to be available, we're still assessing day by day, week by week. The fact that if he says week by week again, the fact that he's just missed out, that would probably push me to sell. So it's not that I'm sitting here eager to sell him, right? Because he's great and I hate not having him in my FPL team. But I do think based on what we know so far, it's more likely that he misses Crystal Palace than not. Obviously, we can wait a few more days. The deadline's on Friday. But even that is not that helpful because Pep will probably say they haven't trained yet and we probably won't get to see the training photos until after the deadline. So there is going to be a bit of panic on Friday, I would say. But right now, I'm leaning towards Seddon if he misses out. One other thing to say is this makes Julian Alvarez a better option. I know... He didn't do anything against Luton, but he's going to play number nine. He's probably on penalties with Haaland now, and obviously his minutes are going to be great now as well. So I know that we've discussed him a lot recently, and I suspect a lot of people have jumped off him now. But I think while Haaland's a issue, you can probably keep hold of him. So I would definitely want to keep Alvarez for uh, game week 17. Obviously, for game week 18, he's blanking anyway, so you might want to get rid of him then. Obviously, you can make that decision. But I think at this point, if I had Alvarez, I'd probably keep him. So let me know down in the comments below with Haaland, if we know he's definitely out of game week 17, are you keeping or are you selling? So I'm going to be honest, I didn't think we'd be discussing Bournemouth defenders anytime soon. But I guess when you get back-to-back double-digit hauls, people do take an interest in you. So that's why we're going to talk about Marcus Senesi. And hopefully I'm now pronouncing that second name correctly. Um, and I get why there's interest. He only costs 4.3 million. If you look at his last couple of game weeks, he got a 15-pointer against Man United in game week 16. 14 point of the week before against Crystal Palace. It was zero points against Villa, two points against Sheffield United, and five points against Newcastle back in game week 12. So overall, last five game weeks, he's played 90 minutes every single game, and obviously got those two goals as well, and big scores, especially in the last couple of game weeks. 
Plus, the fixtures that Bournemouth have got coming up are Luton at home, Forest away, and Fulham at home. And at 4.3 million, there aren't a huge amount of other defender options to look at. I guess you've got the likes of Lascelles at Newcastle and Liveramento at Newcastle as well. And Liveramento will definitely start this week because Trippier um, is suspended, a player we're going to talk about in a minute. You know, Branthwaite at Everton, he's currently suspended this week. Also, the fixtures for Everton coming up are just not good whatsoever. So I would probably be avoiding them still. So at that price point specifically of 4.3 and below, fair enough. There aren't too many options. Maybe you want to look at Senesi as someone to bring in, uh, especially with two good home games in the next three, Luton at home and Fulham at home. But I would say for most people, this is probably a player that you could ignore because two game weeks ago, I didn't hear his name mentioned once. Maybe there were some people looking at him, fair enough, but I don't think that was a name that came up too many times. And all of a sudden, he's got big scores and people want to bring him in. Now, that's not necessarily an issue, right? You can see why he's performing better and look at the fixtures coming up. They're quite good. But I don't think he probably fits into most people's plans. I'm also a little bit wary about their defense in terms of clean sheets as well. Because although he's got a couple of goals last two games, his underlying numbers for attacking from an attacking perspective, aren't that great. Like 0.07 expected goals per 90, 0.07 expected assists. Like it's fine for someone that costs 4.3, but that doesn't scream I'm going to continue to get loads of attacking returns moving forward. Defensively, they sit joint third as the worst defense for expected goals conceded, 1.58 per 90 minutes. That's the same as West Ham. And I'm guessing that most people don't want a West Ham defender at the moment. I will say... The defensive numbers have improved quite a lot in recent matches. So I wrote them down. They only conceded for uh, XG 1.1 against Man United, 1 against Palace, 0.7 against Aston Villa. Remember how good Villa have been recently. Uh, 0.8 against Sheffield United, 0.5 against Newcastle. And the game before was 1.9, but that was against Man City. So the numbers have improved. But then I'm thinking to myself, is that just a small sample size? Well, okay, they've done better. But can they continue that moving forward? Maybe they have changed enough stuff where they're now a solid defense. But I would be leaning more on being skeptical about that rather than saying Bournemouth are now a defense that we need to target. So if you are needing to downgrade a defender, let's say you want to sell Trippier to fund another attacking move and you want to go to 4.3 or below, maybe he's now the best option all of a sudden out of nowhere. But I think outside of that, most people probably have defenders they can just play instead i think arsenal defenders are fine this week lots of people looking to get in parry now some people have got trent trippier you don't need to get senesi in to cover any of those players right now if you really need a player in game week 17 for Luton at home fair enough and then it's forest away and fulham at home after that for a three game week punt he could be good but i just i just can't imagine that a three game week punt on a Bournemouth defender is the way that most people need to go with their teams and I'm sure by the time we get to game week 20 I'm going to look like an idiot because they'll have three clean sheets they'll have another attack and return his price will be 4.5 million um, and to be fair I didn't really know too much about the guy yesterday I have to admit like I haven't seen Bournemouth play a huge amount this season not full 90 minute matches anyway um, but it still just doesn't strike me as a massively great FPL option so for my own team I'm definitely not looking at him I get it as a short-term punt if you really need a cheap defender, but for most people, you're going to have bigger things to think about this week. So we've got to talk about Kieran Trippier, who's suspended for game week 17 after picking up his fifth yellow card of the season against Spurs. And I do wonder from a non-FPL point of view if this might be a good thing for him to have that enforced break, get a little bit of rest, because he's played a lot of minutes so far this season. 
And against Spurs, I wouldn't say that he made loads of mistakes, but Song caused him a lot of problems. And against Everton, he did make those two big mistakes for the first two Everton goals. So having a bit of a break might not be the worst thing because Newcastle have Champions League this midweek, big game for them. Then it's Fulham, then it's Carabao Cup midweek, then it's Luton. It's still quite a heavy schedule when there's already extra games in December. So I think having that break might be good. Obviously, from an FPL point of view, it's a little bit different, especially if you own him. I would quickly say for a non-owner, you can probably just take him out of your plans completely. Yes, they've still got Luton away in 18 and Nottingham Forest at home in 19, which are good fixtures. But after that, the next three are tough. So between game weeks 20 and 22, it's Liverpool away, Man City at home, and Aston Villa away. I don't see clean sheets in any of those games. So I think for most people, it's not worth downgrading another player to get the funds for Trippier just for those two game weeks in 18 and 19. From game week 23 onwards, it's a different story because they've got Luton at home, Forest away, Bournemouth at home. Then it's Arsenal away in 26 and then Wolves at home in 27. So maybe we're looking at Trippier in game week 23. But for non-owners, I just wouldn't worry about him now at all. He's not in my plans whatsoever. For anyone that owns him, it's obviously a little bit different. And a lot of I've seen a few people already talking about selling him. I would say, unless you need the money for something, or you just don't have any bench cover, I would probably keep hold of him. Obviously, the problem with him getting suspended is other players are also suspended at the moment, and there's injuries to contend with as well. And perhaps if you've got players like Matty Cash, they're not even in the team. So you might be struggling, in which point maybe it is worth selling him because longer term, you don't need him anyway. But I think if you have got that bench cover, having him for Luton away in Forest at home still looks pretty good. Obviously, with Luton in particular, um, in the relegation zone, but they are finding ways to score at home. They've done it against Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal. So will Newcastle keep a clean sheet, bearing in mind how bad their away form has been? Possibly not. But if I had him, I'd still be more than happy to play him in that fixture. And Forest at home is good as well. And let's not forget, at home, Newcastle very strong. He's still been super attacking this season. So I wouldn't rush to get rid of him. But if you are really struggling for places on, sorry, to get out a full defense and you don't necessarily want him long term anyway, maybe this could be the week you move him on. In terms of who you should go for, if you've got money in the bank, then you could look to go to someone like Trent. I still think Trent, I don't think it's a bad time to buy Trent necessarily, but I think it's a worse time than it was five or six game weeks ago. And I really do think this is looking just like the Trippier situation, that Trent had really good fixtures and did really well. And now the fixtures are getting slightly worse. He's probably not going to do quite as well as he has done. I think people need to lower their uh, expectations. But in general, owning Trent is never a bad thing because he's so attacking and the Liverpool Liverpool defence isn't that bad either. Um, Otherwise... I guess you're looking at Pedro Porro if you don't own him. Very close to a 10-pointer yesterday. Ended up with five points. Super attacking. I don't expect a huge amount of clean sheets from Spurs, but there's so few defenders to choose from. I th- I actually think right now, Porro might be the best defender in FPL with everything factored in, given that he's so much cheaper than Trent and Trippier. Like 5.4 million for someone who's almost as attacking as they are. I mean, I think it, um, it's probably fair to say he's as attacking, right? He's always getting forward. He's creating chances, set pieces, likes to shoot as well. I honestly think right now he might be the best defender to own. I'm a little bit biased because I already own him. But if you haven't got him and you're selling Trippier, that seems like such an obvious switch. Outside of that, it gets a bit trickier. Maybe a Villa defender if you want to go really cheap. Arsenal defense is not that bad. Um, Brighton at home this week. Liverpool away in 18 is really tough. 
but after that the fixtures get pretty good again um so that is why i would lean more towards keeping him if you can because the amount of other really great defenders is quite low at the moment and one of the ones you might want to buy is even more expensive than Trippier is. And for a lot of people, that's going to be difficult to get to. So I would say if you own him, try and keep him at least for another two game weeks, then decide, sorry, another three game weeks. So keep him through 17, 18, and 19, then decide what to do. But if you're going to get rid of him, Poro is great. Do I think you should do Trippier to Poro anyway? I would try and find another way. If you can have both of them, that would be better, I would say. So just going to run through some of my notes from the weekend. So Douglas Luiz and Bruno Fernandes are both suspended for game week 17. I guess again, and like I'm going to keep saying this over the next few weeks, a lot of what to do with those players if you own them will come down to what the rest of the squad is looking like. And if you've got a weak bench at the moment, you might have to move them on. With Fernandes going to someone like Saka is a good option. Jared Bowen as well. That's the kind of players I would look at. With Douglas Luiz, because he's so cheap, I'd probably look to hold on to him, especially because for game week 18, you've got Sheffield United at home, decent fixtures. We know he's on penalties as well. Um, if you do need to swap Douglas Luiz because you don't have a bench and you want to stay in and around that price, then you've got the likes of Cole Palmer and He Chan Huang at Wolves, but they're both on yellow card, four yellow cards. So if you sell Douglas Luiz to one of them and then one of those gets a yellow card, then you'll make it another transfer. So I would say even if you've got a bad defender or Cameron Archer or someone like that to play this week, I'd probably just do that and keep hold of Luiz for the long term. Because if you own him, that's obviously for a reason, right? And if you don't own him, you shouldn't be buying him this week because he's suspended. Uh, like I just said, Cole Palmer now on four yellow cards. I have said the last few weeks, if there's a, an as good an option... As another player that's on four yellows, I would ignore the player that's on four yellows. But it's getting to the point where that's quite difficult to do because so many kind of players that we would want for FPL are at that point where they're almost suspended. But I would stick to the same um, advice. And if you can ignore Cole Palmer, if you don't own him, I probably would. It's a great fixture this week. Sheffield United at home, he could do really well. But I just wouldn't probably take that risk in most situations. Uh, Son took the penalty against Newcastle at the weekend so that pretty much confirms him on penalties I guess if Madison comes back maybe that muddies the waters a little bit but I think given that he's taken one scored it he should be fine I think most of us expected him to be on penalties as well the other thing to say is a lot was made earlier on in the season about how much better he is in that number nine role versus on the left in an Ange Postacoglu system I've said it plenty of times he was great on the left yesterday like I said he caused Trippier a lot of problems he just looked sharp. All that kind of pain from the previous game, the videos going around on social media, it didn't affect him at all. He was brilliant. Um, and I just think he is such an easy hold until the Asia Cup. He's absolutely nailed on. I reckon he's going to start every game over Christmas unless there's an issue with fitness and stuff like that. I don't see him getting rested. He's on penalties. We know how good he is in front of goal. Uh, and look, I know when he blanked like three times in a row, whatever, a lot of people wanted to sell him. But I just think that's a play you just leave in until you're forced into selling him because he's going away and not available. And that's it. You just don't think of it outside of that. So easy hold for me. Uh, Pickford, fifth clean sheet. Obviously, Everton doing really well. Three, I think it's three clean sheets in a row. I would still ignore them, right? I know they've done well, and people are now going to look at them. But they have got Burnley away this week, which isn't bad. But then it Spurs away, they'll probably score. Man City at home, they'll probably score. Wolves away, again, not bad. But the two best fixtures of the next four are both away from home. And we've been here before. Remember when Newcastle played Wolves away, conceded twice? I just probably wouldn't go there. Villa at home. Villa, great attacking side. Not quite as good away from home as at home. But I still wouldn't bank on a clean sheet. Um, Fulham away, 
Just scored 10 goals in two games. Again, it wouldn't really worry me too much if I had a defender playing against Fulham away, but I'd still prefer it was at home. And then you've got Spurs away, Man City away. I just, I think Everton just don't have a good enough run for a long period of time. They're obviously much better this season than last season. The underlying numbers have been great all year. Sean Dyche is doing a really good job. But for FPL, it's just an easy ignore for me, I think. Uh, Turner has his place back, it seems. Uh, Vlahodomos was taken out of the Forest team. I don't think there's too much reason to start panicking. I would basically say at this point, because Ariola's obviously out at the moment as well, if you've got a playing keeper, you probably just don't worry too much about making a change there. Because even if you wanted to bring in someone like Sanchez, he's now injured as well. Um, so if you've got the Ariola-Turner combination, you could just risk Turner for a few weeks. You've got Spurs at home, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, Man United at home. It's not great, but if you were if you didn't have a spare transfer to bring a goalkeeper in it probably wouldn't be the end of the world just to play him and we'll obviously get more updates about how long Ariola might be out for I do think at this point there is a risk that Ariola doesn't come back into the team because Fabianski he did play quite well in the previous game but then they've just conceded five to Fulham so maybe he won't I don't know but there is a risk that that might happen but I think if you've got Ariola Turner I'd probably give Turner Spurs at home Bournemouth at home before I panic about getting Dubravka or anything like that. Uh, Sanchez, James and Kukure are all injured for Chelsea. Reese James just give up. He cannot stay fit. I think most of us at this point have learned our lesson with him. He's great when he plays. He just doesn't play enough. If you've got Reese James, just move into par. If you've got par already, I don't know, look at a Chelsea... Uh, sorry, look at... Yeah, maybe a Chelsea defender or look at a... Uh, probably not Chelsea. They've got so many injuries now. Arsenal or Villa, probably. Uh, and Ari Ariola not in the squad again. At this point, I don't have an update for when he's going to be back. But like I said, there is probably a risk he doesn't keep his place. But if you've got Dubravka, there's no need to worry. And if you are looking to make a goalkeeper change, Dubravka is probably where I would go, even though defensively they haven't been great recently. So that's some of my notes. I'm sure we'll go into some of this in a bit more detail uh, in all the other videos that are coming this week. Don't forget that it's a Friday deadline. So 6.30 p.m. UK time is the deadline on Friday. We'll, we will have transfer tips tomorrow, team selection on Wednesday, game week preview on Thursday, final thoughts on Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to catch all of that. We're close to 390k subscribers. I'd love to get that before the game week 17 deadline. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit the button, give the video a like, rate five stars if you listen on podcast, and I'll catch you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.